Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keyes. I'm your host, Joy Keyes, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Lots of cool pictures. I encourage you to follow on social media. I do a lot of giveaways, books, music. Um, I used to give away things for restaurants. Now a lot of things are closed, but soon as that starts up, we'll do that again. And just some random things sometimes that, you know, maybe I come people send me, I, I'm able to give away. So please follow on social media. Also, I encourage you that you can follow on iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, all these places. Check us out. Rate us, follow, make a comment. We really appreciate it. This month is Men's Health Awareness Month. Yes, men need to be aware of their health, and so do we, the other part, the women. <laughs> Uh, and encourage them to take care of it. Um, according to the CDC, heart disease is the number, like, number one killer. 23% of men died, African-American men died of heart disease. Number two was cancer. 20% of African-American men died of some type of cancer. Homicide is up there. Stroke is in the top five. Diabetes is also a, a high number. So it is very important that we talk about these issues with the men in our lives and that they take care. So this is why I wanted to have this great guest on this morning. He's really trying his best through an innovative way to reach out to African-American men, get them talking about their health care and connecting them with health care providers. Good morning, Andrew Suggs. Hey, good morning, Joy. Thanks for um, having me on. So tell us a little bit about your company. Um, that, what do they do, Live Chair? Yeah, so we originally started the business as a scheduling and booking platform and payment processing company for black barbers, as we saw, just like any other entrepreneur I saw a need in the marketplace. Um, so we were growing that audience and doing really well until my, my father's health began to decline a year or so into the, to the business. So my co-founder and I, we started to research health disparities and not having, you know, health uh, healthcare uh, background, um, what we found was glaring that African-American had a higher case and percentage of almost every chronic disease. 
And so uh, one of the things that we uncovered is the distrust of the medical system um, for obvious reasons, uh, the Tuskegee syphilis experience, experiment being one and a host of other things that have marginalized our community. And so we said, wow, you know, African-American men, which we are, um, we're not engaged in our health care. We don't trust the system, but we trust our barbershops or our barbershops and our barbers more specifically. And a light bulb went on and we said, why not utilize the barbershop to bring health care um, to a community that desperately needs it? So what we've built is a network of non-clinical barbers, and we're actually in hair salons now as well, to reach, influence, and engage um, uh, African-American members uh, to improve their health and wellness. What was your first job growing up? Do you remember your first job? Yeah, so I mean, I, I actually worked with my mom, who was an entrepreneur. Um, she used to do like events, like balloons and, and things of that nature. So at an early age, like six or seven, I was tiring balloons. Uh, but my first official job was at Dairy Queen, actually. <laughs> but you had that taste of entrepreneurship, uh, I guess, by seeing your mom, and you know, knowing that that's possible made you decide to get this MBA? What, what, I mean, because that's a tough, you know, curriculum uh, going into getting an MBA. Yeah. So, um, so I, I attended Claflin University, um, go Panthers, uh, historically black college and university in South Carolina. And I was having some success in the corporate world. And a lot of my mentors uh, said, Hey, you know, to, just to have this, uh, you know, to accelerate your career, it would behoove you to, you know, get an MBA. And so I got an MBA. And as I was learning, you know, a lot of new concepts and, and pairing those with the the business acumen that I was picking up in my, my corporate job, I decided to jump out and launch uh, Live Chair, which was a scheduling and booking platform that is now uh, morphed into Live Chair Health. So I heard you worked for Houston Astros. I mean, was that like kind of flashy? You left that to go do this? <laughs> How was working for them? I mean, I'm just making stuff up. I don't know, but you know, Houston Astros. Yeah, yeah. So tell yeah. us about that a little bit. No. Yeah, no, I mean, it was uh, a wonderful experience. Uh, you know, obviously working for a professional team has its perks and, you know, you get a lot of, uh, a, a lot of um, access to, to things around the city. So it was definitely great in that regard. I actually grew my career um, having a couple of mentors. I, I was able to um, tap into the, the CEO's network, and he really took me under his wings and allowed me to grow into the, you know, the businessman that I am today. So, yeah, the Houston Astros was great. Um, the reason why I left sports is because my wife uh, was accepted into optometry school, and so I followed her to Philadelphia. So I left Houston, which uh, you know, it, it was I was saddened when I left that good barbecue and the good food and people down in Houston. But you know, I wanted to uh, follow my then fiance to Philadelphia, and then we uh, later got uh, we got married uh, a year later. So. so you've mentioned the word mentor a couple of times. How important are mentors for young African American men, and how can a, a young guy find a mentor? How do they go about saying, "Can you be my mentor"? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, I think, not think. I, I, what I know is that everyone's being mentored by someone, and so depending on who you're being mentored by is was it's going to help either shape your your worldview um, that that'll lead to success or shape your worldview that'll lead to to failure. And the the importance of mentors is it's it's crucial, right? Because one, you're tapping into wisdom 
um, from people that are more seasoned, a.k.a. older than you, uh, more knowledgeable, and can also guide you in the right direction, specifically um, if you have, you know, common interests. But regardless, even if you don't have common interests, uh, people that are a little bit more um, – uh, people that are older than you are typically, right, typically uh, are, are going to be able to uh, give you wisdom that, you know, you can take and, and help in your life. In terms of how do you find mentors, you know, obviously it starts in the home. Um, so I'm a big proponent of, you know, two-parent homes. I think it for our community specifically, a strong family nucleus uh, will propel – African-American men and women to the next level. So hopefully father, you know, if you don't have a father, um, I'm specifically speaking to men or young men at this point, then, you know, uncle. Uh, but, you know, if that's not there, there's a, a plethora of ways to, to find mentors. You know, I'm a member of Alpha Alpha fraternity. Um, so there's mentorship mm-hmm. through uh, fraternities and not just my, my fraternity, but other, um, other um, fraternities in the divine nine. Um, you have, uh, you know, whatever your faith belief belief is, but, you know, you have deacons in the church or maybe even a pastor or, or elders in the church that can be mentors. And then um, I, I would say those are two of the best outlets that, you know, you can find or tap into mentors. So now you, I read about your core principles, access, influence, and regularity. Explain that to the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the things or the the first component or first pillar is the access piece. So by virtue of us being in the barbershops and hair salon, um, we have access to clientele. So we have access to clientele to do screenings, to essentially put um, good news in their ears that they could, you know, they have this company and they have these resources that they can use to improve their health and wellness. That's one. That's what access means. Influence is... Uh, the, where the barber or the, the stylist or the, the groomer comes in and that they have influence over their clients because our entire model hinges on the fact that the, the, the clients trust their hair professionals more so than they trust their, uh, you know, their doctors at times, which is why the mm-hmm. model exists. So the, the, the hair professional has influence over their clientele. And then regularity is the frequency of visits that clients um, have, right? So with African-American men or black men, um, we go in our shops about twice a month, right? So bi- we get a bi weekly mm-hmm. haircut. So the regularity is, um, you know, what we see with, with our with our community um, in barbershops and hair salons. Now, who taught you about going to the doctor for preventative care? Is that something you learn later in life, early? Does your wife help you now? I mean, how did you learn about that and, and the importance of, um, you know, preventative care? Yeah, so for me, I, for me, I've always been an athlete. And so, you know, I've been in tip-top shape. Uh, my diet's always been clean. Um, so I've been naturally just a healthy person um, by, by virtue of just working out. Um, but as far as having a continuous relationship with um, my, my primary care provider because I've worked some good, some great jobs. You know, I've always had access to, to the best health care and, you know, requirements to get yearly physicals and checkups and things of that nature. But then my wife, yeah, my, my wife stays on top of me to ensure that I'm doing the right things, but I, I'm a self-motivated person. Um, and so I would just say innately, um, you know, it's just something that comes naturally for me. To, to have a relationship do with my primary care provider. 
Okay, that's really good. Do the barbers have to take some kind of special course to be connected with your company? Do they have to learn about different health topics? How does the process work? You just call them up and say what to them, the barber? Or if the barber wants to connect with you, how can they connect with you? Yeah, so we do have a training process that we go over with the uh, the barbers. Um, specifically, we try to get the buy-in of the shop owners and then have a kickoff, kind of uh, like almost like a pep rally, if you will, where we're at training um, the the barbers on what exactly we're trying to achieve. One, you know, connecting uh, members if they don't have a primary care provider, connecting them with the primary care provider. Two, if someone doesn't have health insurance, specifically in Maryland, and we're going to expand to other states. We've, we have relationships where we can get people connected with health insurance because a lot of times people believe they can't afford health insurance, but based on their income and based on a lot of programs that are available in the marketplace, uh, you know, people can qualify for affordable insurance. And then three, just being that advocate, uh, you know, training them to notice certain things, right? So, you know, if someone asks you about X, um, health condition, you know, refer them to the Live Chair Health app, or they can actually fill out a contact form, and we can, uh, you know, get them connected with the appropriate uh, parties. So there is training uh, before we kick off the shop, and then also we have a, a temp assistant that supports the shop in the initial onboarding. So I, I saw on your website you have this thing called the Brain Trust, and I was really happy to see that you have um, doctors of color. How did you go about recruiting those uh, individuals? Yeah, so our brain trust is, is made up of um, African-American men and women uh, physicians across the U.S., ranging from cardiothoracic surgeons to primary care uh, physicians um, and everyone else in between. And so we wanted to, because we are specifically focused on African-Americans right now, I mean, as we grow, we'll expand to other minority groups, but we wanted to have representation from a clinical standpoint to really guide and shape the direction of the business. And so we um, decided to, um, you know, dedicate uh, a monthly call to hearing the Brain Trust thoughts and ideas around how can we improve the model, um, what, what are the conditions that we should be focused on. And then uh, more importantly, a lot of the Brain Trust members have committed to developing that content that we can share on social media and clients can access in the application because it's, it's all about engagement. And so the brain trust allows us to have the clinical engagement to have uh, the most impact with the clientele that we're, we're serving. Now, say I'm a client in the chair. Am I giving you my personal health information? And if so, how are you protecting it? Yeah, that's a great question. So when clients come to the shop, they check in. So right now, well, let me take a step back. So pre-COVID, we – um, we did hypertension screenings in, in the shop, and so we had a temp, assist, a temp assistant or a certified medical assistant in the shop that would do the screenings, and then we would have clients fill out a health risk assessment. Um, and so that process was uh, specifically the health risk assessment where they would fill it out on iPad. Um, our tools were always HIPAA compliant, so we're under the same regulations and security um, parameters as if you filled out something at your doctor's office because of, uh, because of HIPAA. Um, same thing now when clients check in at our kiosk or scan the QR code to check in or uh, complete a health risk assessment, our technology is secured um, under the HIPAA guidelines. So um, just to reiterate, if you, know, if you go to your doctor's office um, or you share any information, like you download like a health app, um, those applications have to be under stringent 
HIPAA uh, re- requirements and, and, and security protocols. And we, you know, we check all of those boxes. So I just, again, want to emphasize in terms of HIPAA, people, again, may not be really aware, but they cannot share your information with anybody unless you give them permission. Uh, even within yeah, your exactly. company, um, you know, somebody who doesn't need to know your information is not going to have access to it. If only the people that need to know will have access to the information. I can't go and just say, hey, can you give me the data you have about the people you've been working with? Um, they would have to get your permission. So uh, just so that, you know, everybody is on board and, you know, you are comfortable. If you don't want them to do that, then you can say no. There is no legal um, you know, obligation for you to say, yes, you have to share my information. Uh, so you mentioned mm-hmm. about blood yeah, pressure exactly right. uh, monitors. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned about blood pressure monitors and uh, pre-COVID. So now COVID, like, wow, who's going to the barber? How, you know, a lot of black men are like, yeah. like their wives are doing their hair. So what, what, what have you guys done or what do you plan to do to deal with this, you know, switch of, I guess, your main base in, in a sense? Yeah, so COVID has presented numerous challenges, as, as we all know. Um, you know, for a lot of our shops, the volume has decreased because, you know, people have, uh, you know, on a spectrum that their tolerance level uh, varies. And so you have some people that, you know, are okay with just following the safety protocol that we actually set up for a lot of these shops, um, you know, masking up. Um, you know, disinfecting, um, you know, your station, you know, thoroughly cleaning your, 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 your tools, like, you know, most hair professionals would do anyway. And then um, that kiosk and that check-in really gives shops an extra level of, of protection because we have clients answer three or four questions around COVID symptoms. And if someone does have the COVID symptom, in addition to getting a temperature check and their temperature is uh, higher than the CDC guidelines, we're able to route people into the appropriate channels of care so that they can get um, further diag- uh, assessed and maybe, you know, even if needed, get a, a COVID test. And so the volume, while the volume is lower, uh, we have put in, you know, protocols to protect the shop and ensure that the safety um, of the clients and the barbers. So you mentioned about rooting um, people to doctors and different programs and things like that. Are you getting paid by these doctors or these programs to send these people to them? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So, uh, so barbershop and hair salon initiatives aren't anything new, right? So they've been around for the last forty so year, forty or so years, and um, they've been written up in all the the, the medical publications that. This is a method and a model that works. Um, however, because it works and um, because there hasn't been a for-profit leaning or a for-profit um, structure, uh, typically what happens is when the grant dollars and the philanthropic, philanthropic dollars dry up or even the research is completed, those parties you know, leave the shops and then the, the program stops. And so one of the things that we wanted to do in order to continue to make this a a staple in the community, not just for a research project, not just for, you know, a pet project for, you know, XYZ organization, but become a for-profit company. And if we're improving lives, then we should be remunerated for that. So we do work with health plans and uh, the health system, uh, you know, that they pay us for improving lives. So there is some compensation that LiveShare receives if we improve the life of, uh, you know, one of our clientele. What has been 
some of the top three conditions that you feel people express they're having a problem with? Uh, so hypertension, diabetes, and I would say currently probably mental health. Uh, I, I would say those are the top three um, conditions. Yeah, I mean, this COVID has really put people on the brink. I mean, if say you were already on the brink of, you know, having a lot of stress in your life, this is taking it over. And um, how have you and your family been handling What special steps are you guys taking to, to deal with this COVID situation? Yeah, I mean, we, we try to social distance as much as possible. Um, you, you know, I like all of the protocol that, you know, that's out there, we, we try to follow. Um, but, you know, one thing I'm encouraging our family to do or to, 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 to a good way to think is, like, don't don't walk in folly, but don't live in fear, right? Um, because it, there's a lot of people that are they're fearful, and, and rightfully so, right? Uh, but I think if you're – taking the proper precautions, um, doing the right things, then, you, you know, you, you got to leave it up to, to the creator, you know, to make the final decision on, you know, what happens to you or what doesn't happen to you. And so that's, that's where I am. Like I'm not walking in folly, so I'm following a, pro- a proper protocols, but I don't want to live in fear, right? So that's, that's kind of my perspective. You mentioned um, the app earlier. When is that going to be coming out? Um, is it going to cost money to download? Is it free? Uh, you know, how can people get it? Is it for iPhone, Android? Yeah, better, you know, it's a gr- great question. So we uh, we should be launched in the next month or so, and it will be available for all platforms, iOS and Android, and it will be a free app. So you'll be able to download the app. Um, you know, engage in content uh, or access content around. We'll probably focus on a seven to ten condition, conditions ranging from hypertension, diabetes, um, you know, lung, um, you know, lung conditions, et cetera, et cetera mental health, uh, and then also you will be able to, uh, you know, go through modules where you can, you know, I'm feeling X, Y, and Z, and go through some prompts that'll, you know, give you more information about those specific things, similar to like a WebMD, um, and then also you'll mm-hmm. be able to track your your vitals, right? So if you get a blood pressure reading. Or, you know, uh, if you're on a weight loss journey, you can track those vitals because ideally what we want to do is reward uh, people for their, their healthy behavior or becoming more healthier. And so that's going to be coming in the future, but eventually there's going to be rewards for, you know, taking coordinated actions throughout that. So let's just add some silly questions here. Peanut butter sure. and jelly or turkey and cheese? Oh, peanut butter and jelly all day. So, um, are you coffee or tea? I I um so I'm a Starbucks person when the, when I'm with my wife, and that's not an endorsement, but it's you know I do like Starbucks. <laughs> uh, and, but I, I am a yeah Starbucks. If you're listening, please uh, send me a check. And but if now I'm I'm a tea guy, so I'm heavy on green tea, uh, hibiscus, ginger tea. I really like the the, the soothing nature of, of teas. So what are you going to have for Thanksgiving dinner? So, you know, I, um, so speaking, speaking of health, uh, I, so recently I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease back in February. So one of the things that I've done and I have mouth systems, uh, mouth symptoms. And one of the things I've done is like really, uh, I've retooled my diet or re like just kind of transform my diet. So, I'll probably have, you know, the normal Thanksgiving plate, but probably just have like a limited amount versus, you know, years past. Uh, but, yeah, just the, the normal Thanksgiving, you know, uh, family dinner that, that happens in communities of color. <laughs>
<laughs> and are you putting raisins in anything? Um, no, no raisins unless it's an oatmeal cookie. <laughs> okay, so you like oatmeal or chocolate chip? Oatmeal cookies, oatmeal all day. Oatmeal cookies, and are they the crunchy mm-hmm. kind or like the soft, chewy kind? Oh, uh, the soft, chewy. Those, those are the best. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing what Live Chair is doing. Now, where do you see yourself going? You mentioned about working with other uh, communities of color, and I read something about you want to go global. How would going global look? Yeah, so our our aim is to, you know, improve uh, or or reduce health disparities found amongst, you know, African-American men and people of color, Uh, African-American um, as you mentioned earlier in the show, one out of two will be diagnosed with heart disease. I mean, that's, I just want to re- repeat that one out of two African-Americans will be diagnosed with heart disease. And, um, you know, four months ago, my, my father passed away from congestive heart failure. So he's in that cat. He, he was unfortunately in that category and his life got cut short 20 years. So he passed away at the age of 56. The national average is 76 here in the United States. And so if we can help people live longer, and not just live longer, but live healthier while you're here, I mean, that's our goal. So reducing health disparities and having people live a more healthy, fulfilling life is is our aim. And it starts here in the United States, but it's no reason why we can't have aspirations to take this across the the globe. (laughs) Well, that's definitely that NBA talking. I wish you, again, much success and happy Thanksgiving. And and my sympathies to your family about the loss of your father. I I appreciate that. But, you know, one of the things that encourages me and kind of allows me to galvanize the team to become more emboldened about the mission is because of my father, right? So I I look at every opportunity uh, and every step that we take to um, uh, lead us in a direction where we're preventing people that look like my father from um, dying too soon. Tell them your web address and where are you on social media? Yeah, so we can be found at livechair.co. That's L-I-V-E-C-H-A-I-R.co, not not .com, .co, so livechair.co. And then on all social media platforms, Live Chair Inc., Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also um, LinkedIn. Great. Thank you again. I really think you're doing a great job. I wish you success. Yummy, yummy on the uh, oatmeal cookies. <laughs> and, um, and I hope to maybe come back on when you're, you know, taking another large initiative. I'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll you know, wait for that um, invite and love to be back on. Thanks for having me, Joy. All right. You have a great weekend, okay? All right, you too. Bye now. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm just getting off the phone with Andrew Suggs, CEO and founder of Live Chair. They're working with barbers to help improve the African-American male health and health disparities, cut them down, and, you know, put people in the right direction, point them in the right direction, and put them with the right providers that can help them with their health. You know, one out of three men, the African-American men, are dealing with heart disease and dying. Unfortunately, Andrew lost his father to you know, a heart disease. So please, please take care of yourselves. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Check me out on Facebook, Saturday mornings with Joy Keys, and on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. Uh, stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about epilepsy. Epilepsy, I know, 
people think maybe it went away, it's not here. No, it's here, and many people are dealing with it. So you want to stay tuned to see how you can help someone with epilepsy or if you're dealing with epilepsy, where you can go to get some assistance. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 